Hello and welcome back to the Living Imperfectly podcast with me, your host, Claire. This podcast is all about providing you with real honest discussions on how embracing imperfection can be a helpful approach to improving our relationship with food, body image, exercise and navigating through our messy lives in general. If you're enjoying the podcast, please do me a wee favour and hit the subscribe button so that you're the first to know when I release a new episode. Today is a solo one, just me, where I'm going to be discussing our relationship with food. I think we can all agree that food is an essential part of our lives. It provides us nourishment and pleasure. However, for some of us, our relationship with food is anything but healthy. We may struggle with emotional eating, binging, restrictive eating patterns, or an overall negative mindset when it comes to our food. But have you ever stopped to consider that it might not be the food itself that is to blame with our poor relationship with it? So rather it's perhaps how we respond to the food that plays a significant role in shaping our relationship with it. Before I get fully stuck into this, I want to discuss the spectrum of eating behavior because like like most things, there is a range and I don't want to kind of go through like an exhaustive list, but I think uh, a summary just to kind of give you an idea. So healthy eating behaviours is classified as eating when you're hungry and stopping when we feel satisfied. Enjoying food and in general, like enjoying eating. Um, Eating a wide variety of foods, not restricting or limiting foods out of fear and tend to have a positive body image. Disordered eating is classified as obsession with weight control, chronic dieting, calorie restriction, like things like skipping meals, fear or anxiety around food. Um, also things like, you know, not going out and eating out socially as well. That that would probably come under that, that category. Um, compensatory behaviors so like restricting after binging or overeating so for example if we perhaps maybe have overate or binge the weekend starting our Monday with a restriction and going into restriction again Uh, or over exercising so there's various examples of this so exercising purely to like earn our food or exercising to burn food or like this feeling of anxiety when we're unable to exercise because that is the kind of the tool I guess we use to manage our weight and tending to worry about body image so kind of tying our body image to our self-worth and perhaps having more poor body image days than than positive body image days and eating disorder would be under things like anorexia, bulimia, uh, binge eating disorder, and there's other um, specified feeding or eating disorders in there. 
which I think a lot of us, we know or have heard about eating disorders, but perhaps we maybe don't maybe understand or we're not aware of disordered eating and understand that this eating behaviors is potentially um, not helpful for us. And as you can see that there is quite a range of in the spectrum and, you know, sometimes people, we can move within the spectrum and it's not so straightforward and it it's not so, um, there can be lots of nuance in, in this area, like anything in the health and fitness industry. Um, so when it comes to our response to food, I think it's crucial to understand that it goes way beyond the act of eating as such. It's about our thoughts, our emotions, our behaviours that we attach to food and um, that can determine our relationship with it. Um, our response to food is often influenced by various factors such as our upbringing or societal influences and even our own self-image as well. So these factors can create a complex web of emotions and beliefs that govern how we interact with food. So for example, if you've been like, if you've grown up with food being used as a reward or like comfort, then we may develop an emotional attachment to certain foods. And that's not necessarily saying that everybody does that, but it's just making you aware that for some people, um, we may develop that emotional attachment. For me personally, um, I was kind of brought up that if you were good at school all week, then you would get a treat at the weekend. So I learned that I only got certain foods if I was good. And for me, that I internalized that is if I eat those foods any other time, then I am bad or I have to do something to earn these types of foods. Shocker exercise was my thing that I learned that I had to do to earn foods I had deemed as bad or off limit or naughty or however whatever words I used back then and um, around food so also in times of like stress like high intense stress or general stress as well or sadness we might turn to these foods that we maybe perhaps deem on the off limits uh, list uh, we we kind of turn to these foods for solace for comfort um, and this behavior can lead to an unhealthy cycle of emotional eating where food becomes a coping mechanism rather than a source of nourishment now I'm going to just add right in here that emotional eating is legit a coping mechanism it's not necessarily a bad thing. The, we, we do it. Like it is, it is something that we do. It's, it's not always a bad thing. However, it, it becomes, if it becomes our only or main coping mechanism for like really hard, uncomfortable feelings and emotions, then this is where it may maybe or it does become problematic for us additionally our self-perception and body image is um 
greatly impacted by our response to food. So society bombards us all the time with these unrealistic beauty standards and we may internalize these. So, you know, it's everywhere around us. We're flooded by images all the time. A lot of them are heavily um, filters and whatever, you know, we've got all the kind of editing skills to make our bodies look or other people's bodies look uh, immaculate, which is really unrealistic for, uh, yeah, it's really unrealistic. And also as well, like the conversations that we have around food and body image and everything like that, it's, um, we, we internalize a lot of this ideals. So this may, lead to us developing restrictive eating patterns or this obsession over calories or the feeling of guilt or shame around indulging in certain foods and these behaviors can harm our us physically and our mental well-being so it's thinking about the bigger picture um really with this I mean, let's be honest, nobody feels great when you've skipped meals or that um, trying to like survive on the lowest calories possible. We tend not to be the nicest people to be around because we get quite cranky without food. And also as well, like the constant being constantly being preoccupied by thinking about food, whether that is thinking about food that we're looking forward to food all the time, like constantly thinking, oh, I get to eat this because I've been restricting it for so long, or whether that's the feeling of guilt and shame about eating certain things. Um, it, yeah, it, it doesn't really make us feel great and it can really affect our mental well-being. It's also important to recognize that our response to food is often deep rooted um in like our emotions and our beliefs so by understanding and addressing these underlying factors we can begin to reshape our our relationship with food and it's about developing like a mindful and compassionate approach to nourishing our bodies now i'm going to say freely like it's not really I say that freely, but it's not as easy as that. And for a lot of us, it can be difficult to unpack and understand these where it all comes from, because we might have had these patterns, these eating behaviors for years or decades. So it's a lot to work through and it can bring up a lot for us as well, which is challenging. Um, and I think that's why a lot of us put it off we don't really want to kind of deal with the, the side of the food aspect and I will admit that before I worked on my relationship with food I found all of this stuff really wishy-washy like oh your relationship with food like what's all that about like that just seems so wishy-washy like it, it's it's just calories in calories out right but I if I'm being, I guess I am being brutally honest here, like I was in denial. <laughs> um, yeah, massively. And I just thought I needed more control. I just needed to get my shit together and get more control on my food because I should know what I'm doing. I mean, it's just food, right? 
Uh, you just need to eat healthy and not eat crap. And that's how I just, that's where my head was at. Um, I also just didn't practice food neutrality. I, I was very black and white thinking. It was good food and bad food. And I should only eat good food and I shouldn't eat bad food. It's, I just felt it should be straightforward and easy as that. And the language that I used was not great. Um, and detriment to my mental well-being and my physical well-being, emotional well-being. It basically just wasn't a great time. And I guess that's why I'm so passionate about helping women with building a healthier relationship with food because it isn't just about the calories yes the calories matter and yes eating a well-balanced diet matters but it's so much more than that and I wish and I wish so much people more people knew that um so I guess the next thing I really want to share is like okay so you you've, I've told you all this information but how do we actually build a healthier relationship with food well, shocker, the first step is self-awareness. I mean, it tends to be the thing really that we need the most when we're looking to actively change our behaviors. So paying attention to our thoughts, our emotions, our behaviors around food, like notice the patterns, the triggers that lead us to our the unhealthy response or unhelpful response as well. Like once we start to like identify the patterns, we can start to then challenge them, reframe them, do something different so that we take a different route. So a few of the things that I think is helpful to kind of, I guess, check in and understand like what is an unhealthy behavior? So things that to kind of maybe see if you can recognize in yourself, like do you skip meals do you um are you in a severe severely low calorie deficit do you find yourself like mind like yeah mindless eating um so without paying attention to your portion sizes or hunger and fullness cues are you kind of eating on the go all the time now let's be honest there we, we do need a little bit of eating on the go but is the majority of your meals like eating like rushed and, and not knowing what you're actually eating do you overly rely on heavily um processed or i hate to say this but unhealthy food choices there is a place with for all foods it's not good and bad but i think we can understand like are are we only eating the foods that i guess give us that dopamine hit the high carb high sugar like that types of foods and we get that instant like hit, but we're not nourishing our food, our bodies with um, fruit and vegetables, or, um, our protein intake, all that kind of things as well. So a well-balanced diet is what I'm saying. Is emotionally eating the main or only coping mechanism that you have for dealing with really tough emotions? Or um, do you find yourself like boredom eating quite often a thing that I find is something that a lot of the clients that I work with is that feeling of for example after you put your kids to bed you know like that relief after that manic hour or however long it takes to get your kids to bed it's just 
crazy right and then we sit down and we either well some for some of us we may eat emotionally eat because it's been such a stressful day or a stressful period to get your kids to go to bed or that sense of like boredom eating because like it's maybe the first time that you sat down and gave yourself just a minute to sit in silence and for some of us we can feel quite bored in that moment um so it's kind of linking back to that mindless eating there um another thing to kind of maybe check in is are you engaging in disordered eating patterns such as skipping meals or and or um excessive exercise as well so what I was kind of linking back to before of do you only exercise to burn calories or the flip side do you exercise to burn calories I think I've said that twice anyway you get what what I mean with there is there kind of a, a link with exercise and your diet there um, or feeling like guilty as well for not exercising because you've eaten um, that's another thing there uh, do you binge eat often so where you aren't hungry like the cravings are like intense and you've got this like sense of like loss of control like you couldn't stop in that moment um, and that kind of feeling of like you're not full or not satisfied with like what you've eaten afterwards as well do you label foods as good or bad um and this leading to restrictive eating patterns do you eat in secret and also a big one is the feeling of guilt and shame of uh, eating certain foods so once we have this awareness of eating behaviors which I must say that building this awareness can feel quite overwhelming because it's seeing these types of behaviors and knowing that they aren't helpful. It's, it can feel uncomfortable for some of us. And then it's kind of real, kind of come to the place of like acceptance that these, these behaviors aren't helpful for us. Um, and can we replace uh, this kind of criticism that we have give ourselves and replace this with um, self-compassion instead of beating ourselves up for indulging in food or skipping a workout can we practice kindness and forgiveness and remember that our worth is not defined by what we eat or how we look in addition to self-compassion it's incorporating mindfulness practices and mindful eating practices as well can be really transform transformative um, to so many other tools that, that are out there. Um, this can really support us, not just like through this process, but can support us in our um, relationship with food for life. Okay. Again, I'll say this is something that I also found very uncomfortable at the start because I found it very wishy-washy and too softy-feely, touchy kind of thing. And again, it's really unpacking, like, why? Why do you find that uncomfortable um, when this, this could actually help you? Um, and it's clear that, I mean, it, you've probably kind of understood by me talking about all this stuff that it is really clear that our response to food has a profound impact on our relationship with it. So by recognizing the power that we hold within ourselves, we can break 
away from these negative behavior patterns that are no longer serving us anymore. They might have in the past, but they are no longer serving you now. And how can we move towards a place of nourishing our bodies and minds in a balanced and fulfilling way? And I want you to know that this journey, if you're a way to go through it or are going through something like this right now, it is unique to you. Um, so try and um, be mindful of any comparison that if, if anybody else that is going through something. So it takes time and it takes patience, unfortunately, which a lot of us don't have. <laughs> um, and I think sometimes, I mean, this is a question I get asked quite a lot is, well, how long is it going to take for me to have a healthy relationship with food? And I can never really give a clear answer on that. It's like, how long is a piece of string? Because, you know, I think a lot of this comes from if we've maybe been tied into diet culture or we've, you know, dieted like heavily chronic dieted, then, we, you know, we're constantly being filled with information like uh, six to eight weeks and you'll be shredded or drop one stone in a week or whatever else that we have maybe followed and believed in the past. So, I guess it set, this sets us up for like feeling disappointment of lack of progress or progress not coming as fast as possible. Um, so <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a hard one to answer. Um, but what I would say is try and also practice gratitude and patience and, and build like this trust in the process and, and also build, start to build like trust in yourself, which is definitely something that we perhaps don't have. Um, anyway, I think I've gone on about this topic for long enough. <laughs> I'm going to wrap it up. Um, but before I do, I want to let you know that I have actually popped a little quiz in the show notes. I've not done this before, but I've done this for this one because it runs through some questions to test your relationship on food, exercise and body image sometimes I guess even just doing this might help you build an awareness of maybe where where perhaps you want to put some focus on um on yeah so if you feel like I want to check that out then head over to my show notes and you will find that in there and of course drop me a message if you have any questions on that specifically Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this episode. And I hope you have taken something from this that has helped in some way. If you want to get in touch, then you will find my contact details in the show notes as well. And I really look forward to meeting you again on the next episode.